Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creative problem solvers and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm here today with Will and Octavia Ramirez. Octavia is the founder of Paper and Coin, a once digital but now for real magazine publication. And Will is a filmmaker, documentarian, and a YouTube star sensation. Please say hello to everybody on the podcast. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> so it's it's always fun to get people that you kind of know on the podcast, because a lot of times I talk to people, I know them only digitally, where we have a relationship mm-hmm. that's not real, where we've actually met before in real life. Not to say that we're best friends or anything like that, but I do get to see some of your uh, life and understanding what you guys do through online in the last little bit. Um, and I want to share that experience with a lot of people who may not know necessarily what that entails to be young, married, city dwellers, um, ambitious, and, and getting stuff done. So firstly, I'm one of those off- things is not true. I'll let your, you, <laughs> yeah, I'll let your uh, audience try to figure out which one. <laughs> well, as we, as we go on in the episode, maybe they'll get a few more clues as to which one is not true. I'm going to let Octavia speak first. Octavia, Share a little bit about what you do, how it started, and then we'll we'll, we'll eventually get to Will. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having us. Uh, I think it's been it's been a while since we've done a podcast together, my husband and I. Yeah. We actually, fun fact, used to have our own podcast. Um, but I was a listener. Yeah, as we'll get to this, you'll see we have a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> hence why. Unfortunately, the podcast, rest in peace, we had to put it, uh, put it down. But um, so yeah, long story short, uh, I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Paper and Coin. We, we are actually a financial coaching company, first and foremost, uh, specifically for millennials. And the magazine was actually an offshoot of some of our content marketing efforts. So a lot of people think that the magazine is the business in which case we would be totally broke. Because <laughs> uh, let me tell you, running a print magazine is not cheap. In 2020. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when like, yeah, totally. So yeah, what we do, we're actually a service-based business where we have a team of certified financial planners that actually meet with people one-on-one. And sometimes we do workshops. Um, and yeah, we teach people how to manage money Um in a way that helps them actually eliminate debt, also learn how to invest and actually build wealth um, and be able to actually fund the life that they want to live, which is oftentimes, you know, and I'm sure your, your audience can attest, you know, having flexibility to do creative projects or maybe be a digital nomad or start your own business. And so it's a little bit out of the norm of perhaps what our parents would consider financially responsible yeah, there's, 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 no, there's no chance that my parents know what what I do for a living or understand exactly how yeah yeah so I mean that's kind of our mandate at paper and coin is just like being able to help people feel empowered and also equipped to be able to do what they want to do from a financial perspective so that's us in a nutshell um I also 
work full a full-time regular job. Um, I'm a content marketing designer at Shopify. Um, and so in addition to working full-time, I'm leading the paper and coin team, which we're now a team of seven people. Um, and so, yeah, lots going on on my end, but um, I'll let, I'll let Will talk about what he does too. <laughs> well, I'll let, I'll let Bart ask the question. Um, no, no, well, I, he I, asked I, the question yeah. already. <laughs> this is great. I love this. Uh, uh, Will, like Octavia said. Are we going to argue gonna... on this podcast right now? <laughs> so I'm, I'm also okay. hoping so, maybe, if you don't get the music. <laughs> I'm um, just trying to lay it low. Stay under the radar. <laughs> Let us know a little bit about yourself, Will, because I know you've you've been a uh, um, you know somebody who is keeping track of their life digitally for a while now. So ever since I've known you, you've you've always had a camera taking either video or photos. Uh, let people know what you've been doing more recently, and a little bit about maybe your style of of capturing your your life. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying not to like fall into like the existential void of like these big kind of questions mm -hmm. which, which she could tell you that I tend to tend to fall into like oh What's my god who am I what do I do I'll literally be like oh what are you working on right now and it turns into like a whole thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like never mind <laughs> I'm gonna go back yeah, into the other room yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so um you know like 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 Octavia I have I have my own full-time job and you know I've worked um in various creative roles um, in TV and film, um, in web design and like agency environments and just like all kinds of things. And like, you know, and in the same way that you said, like, there's no way your parents know what you do. Like, I, I can, I just tell my mom, I work in, computer. I work in computers. That's <laughs> like, exactly what my mom says. Yeah. 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 Uh, so like I made it as far as, as far as she's concerned. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then a few years ago, I decided to start a YouTube channel. Like you said, I've always been um, documenting and sort of capturing things around me. Um, social media was, it was like huge for me. It's like, um, you know, Twitter, capturing my own dumb thoughts every now and then. And somehow people started following and, and uh, paying attention. And then Instagram, which I'm now off, um, which you can watch that video on my YouTube channel as to why that that's a thing that happened. Um, but yeah, more like I, I just wanted to focus my energy on, on YouTube and, and that's sort of where I feel like I can be more, um, more natural and authentic as far as the way I want to tell a story and the way I want to put a message out into the world. Um, so that, that's sort of where, where I'm doing all, all, all my work these days. I put out a documentary earlier this year, um, got into a few festivals and yeah, it's just visual that 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 combination of visual audio music story um the way it comes together in video and particularly like on youtube i think <clears throat> excuse me that's that's where i feel like my voice is my my own as opposed to like trying to do things on instagram and mm -hmm. just being bad at it like it's just like uh, you know this isn't this isn't for me um yeah, so I, I'm 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 not so much documenting my life as much as I'm um, just trying to document my my thoughts, I guess, and my whatever ideas that come to my head, and just time boxing myself to getting them out and and putting them out into the world as quickly as possible. Right. 
So I, I want to get back to in, in a second about some of the authenticity and finding your voice stuff in a minute. But first, I want to address, I believe, Octavia, you're off of IG as well, aren't you? Are you guys both yeah. off of social? Yeah, I recently deleted my personal Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I think it's been about two months, two and a half months now. Um, my company still has a presence on all those platforms, but I thankfully uh, have someone managing that social media side of stuff for me. So I don't have to be on there uh, myself personally anymore. And what led to that decision? Because you kind of had a following on there. You had the Founder Fridays. You had people mm -hmm. understanding you were very much the face of the company, um, you know, especially in the earlier days, even when you were starting the, the, the publication. So I was like, why would you take your your the personality away from it? Or were you just tired of all the, you know, other BS that's always out there that's, you know, that clouds the the true nature of social networking and all that kind of stuff is which one was it yeah i think it was a little bit of all of the above and you're right um at the beginning you know when you're building a business whether that's going to be you know a company or an influencer based you know endeavor you really do have to kind of put yourself out there and let people see the face behind the brand um, to be honest, I actually struggled with that for paper and coin from the very beginning. Um, I wanted to build something that was separate from myself. And like, I wanted to build something that was going to have the ability to grow and bring other people on and kind of nurture some of their skills and talent. So I didn't want the brand to be built off the back of, you know, my face or my personality. Now, over time, I had to find a happy balance between understanding that I can build a brand that's, you know, not necessarily completely tied to me as a person, but then also I can use my personality and, you know, whatever I bring to the table personally and help to elevate the brand and bring some exposure to the brand in that way or the company, I guess. And so to answer your question as to why I made the decision, thankfully at Paper and Coin, we've kind of grown as a brand. Um, we've like, they've outgrown the dependency of me having to mm. constantly be online, which is exactly what the intention was uh, from the very beginning. Um, I do still show up on the paper and coin Instagram once a week for founder Friday posts, because I do still want people to feel like they can relate and connect to our brand and really see the faces behind the brand. And that said, you know, I actually have my team also show up in different capacities, uh, whether that's, you know, doing a post every now and then or coming on IG live. So I'm starting to involve uh, my team a lot more as well and really showing the faces behind the brand and not right. just me. And then from a personal standpoint, honestly, I've never had any intention of being a quote unquote influencer. And so the idea of, you know, taking cool, cute pictures and having to like post my personal thoughts about, you know, whatever is, is happening. I just didn't feel that that was necessary. And I felt that I wanted to be more impactful than influence than influential, if that makes sense. So I felt that my voice was best served in the avenue of speaking about business and being an entrepreneur um, and being a woman of color as a founder in a very niche space, which is financial technology. And so 
that's just kind of where I wanted to take the conversation rather than focusing on my personal life, like my marriage or my friends and family. And so I've actually chosen to keep that part of my life somewhat private Mm -hmm. um, moving forward. And the other part of that is honestly, it was a big waste of time. (laughs) Um, I, you know, and I'm sure I, I think like everyone can attest to this, that you find yourself just grabbing your phone and scrolling through a feed passively like you don't even realize you're doing it and so that like I guess knee-jerk reaction was bothering me and I felt I wanted to take more control of myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and be fully present and fully aware and fully in control and I felt that social media across the different platforms was becoming a problem for that and so rather than get to a point where I feel completely numb I was like you know what let's just nip this in the bud it's really not that important for me anymore uh, or I don't I guess need it as much as I might have needed it in the early days and now um, I'm just really kind of fostering that connection through our brand and and supporting our social media team as they do that. Well, that's really powerful because you know what? There's a lot of people who, I guess, with the the year that we've been living in in, in 2020 with the pandemic, people have been more reliant on social networking and and just kind of passive scrolling and kind of just being on their phones for whatever reason. So it's very, it's, it's actually a, a a welcomed silence. You know what I mean? When you can have reprieve from all like the crazy stuff that's happening, especially when you think of like all the new stuff and it gets tiring. And if you want to have peace, you gotta, you gotta make that time for yourself. Yeah. And we were, I guess we, like, we were still both on IG through like the, the early part of 2020 and the pandemic started into like the, um, the social justice and racial justice issues around George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't know, like, just like, for me, it was just like, it it just creates this like weird feedback loop of Mm -hmm. like, just reinforcing things it's like whatever your worldview is whether it's left right or up or down whatever it is it's just it's just going to reinforce that and like um for me it was like it was really affecting my psyche in terms of just how much news and commentary i was consuming on a daily basis um and you know you justify it by you know we're in this like global pandemic and an emergency that um you know you need to stay informed um but you know really i don't you know <laughs> i don't like a, I, I can watch either like a half an hour news broadcast at the end of the day and that's it or you know I, I, one of my favorite things to do is just on sunday pick up a newspaper like an old man and just read the new the newspaper and that's my weekly news in-depth news analysis and then that's it yeah. um and then I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't, you know, I, there's just a lot of extra noise for all the good things that are on social media. There's so much noise you have to work through on a daily basis to get that little bit of, uh, of actual juice. That's true. And, and just to add to that, even from a personal relationship standpoint, you know, a lot of people use Instagram and Facebook as a way to stay connected to friends and family. And that was a factor that, you know, I was considering, okay, well, maybe I keep a private account or, but then I was like, that defeats the purpose. I think for me, I wanted to go back to having genuine conversations and being genuinely surprised when someone said, oh, like we're pregnant or we're getting engaged or something. I, you know, like I don't like, I didn't like the fact that I knew 
so much about everyone's lives. <laughs> you could so like true. walk down the street, see somebody you haven't seen in like 15 years, but know like, oh yeah, they just got engaged and you know, they're getting married next weekend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or like, like they had avocado toast earlier. Yeah, it's like, why do I need to know this? Yeah, I just yeah. I wanted to go back to like being genuinely surprised and genuinely engaged in a conversation when I do see people yeah. and have questions to ask and not just... I would be frustrated personally when someone would be like, oh, hey, how's like such and such thing going? I saw that blah, blah, blah. Like they would ask me, but mm-hmm. they would already kind of know the answer. Yeah, it was and like so a, it a secondary. It didn't, it didn't become like a primary engagement. It was like secondary information from the first hand person. Exactly. And like also there's certain like, not to say that I want to tell one person one thing, another person another <laughs> thing, but like, you know, like there's some things you're comfortable for your friends to know or share about versus like a cousin or a family member. And so being able to kind of control your own story and like the dis- dissipation of that story, like yeah. or dispersion of that story is was important to me too. And so, yeah, I... Personally, um, the only outlet, like Will uses YouTube kind of as his main outlet for personal expression. I've chosen to use a personal blog and go back to just writing long form content, which is where I felt that I best express myself mm. uh, rather than these short snippets and IG stories and things. It just wasn't Highly working for curated. me. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Again, just going back to being able to like sh- control the narrative in a way that you can still be authentic and still be creative too. That was another thing for both of us is, you know, is posting a picture of your breakfast really all that creative? Like why not exercise, you know, practice your photography, practice your videography and your editing and be a little bit more creative in the storytelling aspect mm. if you are going to document your life. So. Yeah. I think there's, there's something to be said about like genuine human to human interaction And in this world where everything goes really fast, we kind of lose that. And there's kind of like an underlying wave of people who are kind of capitalizing on that, saying in a world where everything is dominated by brands and automation and and funnels and all that kind of stuff, what if we tried a very holistic human approach in our branding, in our marketing, in our, our creativity, and, you know, like finding your own voice and expressing it in a way that speaks directly to an audience that actually wants to be engaged with what you're doing, I think is going to get you so much more results compared to just like blanketing and pepper spraying all platforms with any type of content that you have. I think there's something to be said about having a real genuine audience and and a creator relationship, whether it's a business idea or whether it's a creative idea. I wanted to even ask you, Will, like you, you have a very specific way on how you do your videos. You, uh, uh, it's almost like it's a micro documentary, right? Like you, you're, you're like a lot of voiceovers, a lot of like B-rolls um, and it's kind of showing not the mundane parts, but more of like, this is actually a regular portion if you take every clip individually, but when you piece it together, it kind of creates a little bit of a narrative of here's what I'm trying to say. It's almost like the video version of Octavia's long form blog post, but it's like, hey, what if I took actual words, sentences, paragraphs, and transcribe them into video format and actually say my, my piece this way. And that's kind of very unique, especially on a platform like YouTube, where it's very much like, 
highly produced jump cuts and how <laughs> long can I keep people's engagement um, mm. at a very high, high level before I lose them? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I decided to like really lean into YouTube. Well, I, I decided to start YouTube like in 2017. And originally it was just like a lot of like travel content. It was just a lot of like, we were traveling a lot. So that's what I was filming. And then in the times that I wasn't traveling, I was like, okay, well, I just, uh, you know, I feel like I hyped up my life as a traveler <laughs> so that the everyday life in between was just not good enough to be on YouTube. Um, but then, you know, I'm just like, but I still have things I want to say. I still, there may not be travel related. And even when my videos were travel, I never really wanted them to be about travel. They're like, oh yeah, when you come to this place, eat here, go there. It's like, I don't know. I'm here for, I'm here for a week. How can I tell you this is the best, you know, pasta in Italy? Like it's, it's a good one that I tried while I was here. Try this one or try another one. I don't care. I want to tell you about the culture and how, I experience a worldview when I travel somewhere else and what I'm learning from the cultures that I'm visiting and visiting and the cultures that I'm engaging with. And that requires a certain amount of intentionality of actually engaging with the cultures that, that we're going to. Um, and, and that's, that's always been something that, that I've interested in. And I think it may, it, it sort of YouTube helped spark that um, curiosity in me and continue to, spark that and and now as i'm going forward it's just like it's more just about me being curious about the world and about how the world is and how we got to where we are now whether that's you know the food that we eat whether that's the culture that we're living through um you know the changes that are now in like work from home how did we end up in like nine to five in a nine to five work structure mm -hmm. to begin with you know, that, that was interesting to me. And why is it now so outdated and seem like a couple months later, it just seems crazy that, you know, today we woke up to like, you know, a couple centimeters of snow. And last year, that would have meant I got to put on all this like gear right. to like travel an hour to go to work. That seems crazy now mm -hmm. <laughs> to have to do that. And you know, how did we get there? How are we, and, and just sort of documenting not just my thoughts as, as I'm experiencing life and, and the culture around me and, and what's sort of happening, um, but just f following those curiosities into how we even got here and what makes us all together um, as a species, who we are and what connects us. And those are the things that, that really like trigger my, my creativity and curiosity. As far as like the style, like I just, I, that's just how I see things, right? Like how I want to see things and what I want to show you um, in a way that's a little bit different. And um, I, I, whether that works or not on YouTube, you know, I struggle with that balancing what, you know, quote unquote works on the platform versus the way that I want to tell a story or, or put a message out there. Um, right now, I'm just sort of betting on on myself in the sense that I'm just going to bet that my storytelling instincts, um, my message and how I want to tell that story is what I'm going to trust versus what quote unquote works on, on the platform and what engagement metrics really mean and how much stock to put in them. Mm. You guys both strike me as like content creator type people who are 
entrepreneur types. You know what I mean? Like, even though I know you, you both still have um, nine to five jobs, you do have a very strong uh, uh, entrepreneurial type streak inside of you where you are very, you know, driven and you have ideas. Like a lot of people have ideas, but never execute on them. They never like, you know what I mean? Like how long would somebody else have the idea, Octavia, to start this company and never do it? So I want to maybe talk about how do you go from like zero to one? I'm, I'm fascinated about zero to one versus, you know, one to a hundred. Everyone is always talking about one to a hundred. How do you just go? But it's like, but how did you get like the courage or the audacity to kind of like start something out of nothing? Mm. That's a really good question. And I think I, I honestly get that question all the time. Um, uh, you know, before COVID, I would speak on at events and panels and things like that. And then afterwards, people would literally come up and be like, so how did you start this? And I'm like, I literally had the idea in the shower. I came out of the shower and I told my husband, guess what I'm starting. <laughs> and um, to answer your question, going from zero to one, Go from zero to 0 0.25 yeah, <laughs> and then 0 0.5 and then 0 0.75. There's not this switch that necessarily needs to happen. You need to take baby steps towards that thing you're working towards. So you want to start a blog or you want to be a blogger? Well, start writing. You know, you want to be a photographer? Pick up a camera. The other issue I see with people that are trying to go from zero to one and feel that they have, what is it, analysis paralysis? Yep. Oh, well, I don't have the fanciest camera or I need the right, la somehow you're always having laptop issues. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's always going to be an excuse. And if you're going to be, for example, like specifically in a creative field or do some sort of creative project, well, guess what? You got to get creative. You don't have the fanciest camera, use your iPhone. You don't have the best laptop, work with what you got, and then maybe bring in one client, save up that money, and get yourself an upgraded laptop. So I think for me, where did I find the courage? To be honest, and this is going to be such a, like an answer nobody wants to hear, um, I've always been this way. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I don't know. Permission. You gave yourself permission to just go and do it. More like I didn't even ask permission. It was more <laughs> just, I just did it. And I, I, I realized that I'm, not everybody is like that. I, I honestly don't know where this confidence in me kind of came from. Um, I think it was a lot of seeing my, my mom was a single mom and she honestly, even to this day, she's 60 years old. And she just told us last week that she's like, I created my WordPress website. Like, we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she built a bench. She's been like, ever since being an empty nester, she's like doing woodworking and building a website. So I think I get that honestly, just from seeing her. That's awesome. So there's some, something to be said for if you're a parent out there, like, let your kids see you trying stuff. Like I've seen her try so much stuff and fail miserably <laughs> yeah. and also succeed. And so uh, whatever that is, I guess I can attribute it to that. Just kind of being around her and seeing her constantly challenging herself and trying different things and succeeding at some and failing at others. And so, but if you are struggling with the confidence, then I would say, don't think that you need to go from zero to one or zero to a hundred 
start with those baby steps and take the steps and start to like build that confidence within yourself. After you, after you write a couple blog posts, you'll start to get better. More and more people will start to read it. You'll start getting more engagement online. Eventually you can upgrade your, your gear and start just like elevating your brand a little bit. And so don't think that you need to go from zero to perfection. You just need to make progress. I think there are a lot of people who are, chasing this elusive lifestyle that you know i feel like if somebody were to look at you guys you guys kind of are like the the picturesque oh i wish i could type of (laughs) i i'm I'm being dead serious because you know especially when you guys talk about like oh we used to do like travel vlogs and oh yeah i have my own magazine oh yeah i'm also a youtuber who also just submitted his documentary in 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 a festival People have this digital um, creator, you know, ideal on a, on a pedestal and they don't yeah. necessarily see um, necessarily the other side of that coin. I don't know. We'll jump in, man. Yeah, it's 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 a sexy um, ideal yeah. of like the the digital creators, the the nomads and, and, you know, just living a life of like creativity and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> it's like, but that the reality is we both still have full time jobs. You know, I'm, you know, don't tell my boss. I'm technically on the clock right now, and I'm late. <laughs> no, I'm late for a Saturday. meeting. This is on Saturday. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it, like we're we're sandwiching in a lot. You know, when I was editing that documentary, um, it was like I was like, okay, if I can just edit one hour a day, and I was like waking up at five in the yeah. morning to be at a coffee shop by six in the morning, where mm. I would edit until eight in the morning and then walk to work and work eight hours, come home, and then maybe edit again. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what I was doing because like I, I just committed to like one hour a day is what I, could, what I could absolutely commit to. And then it ended up being more than that a lot of the time. But, but you're not seeing that. Like that, that doesn't make for a cool Instagram post of like mm. waking up at five in the morning and being at, you know, and then being going to a job. Like nobody, nobody, like I think, I think the problem a lot of this with a lot of like people who are up and coming and create in, in, in a creative endeavor is you, you think you have to make it look like you don't actually have a job um, and that this is all you do full time. And it's just like, no, like I'm, I'm recording YouTube videos on my lunch break now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if I'm, you know, have some time after work, I'm editing or like anytime I have some time, I'm sandwiching in something that's for me. Um, but I still got to keep the lights on in the, in this apartment. And, yeah. you know, you know, there's these, these hoodies and stuff. They're not cheap, right? <laughs> call out my but like in all seriousness like 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 we both work really hard and like we encourage each other and like yeah but it's not always rosy like there's times where it's like yo like i i miss my wife yeah and she misses me and it's just like we're sitting next to each other edit he's editing a like video i'm editing like copy and and conversely (laughs) like real talk there's times where it's like i'm like focused and she needs attention we're just like I, like I'm sorry, I can't give you attention I, I right now. I, I, don't I can't have it for you. Like I love you and everything, but like I need to do this right now because like I'm in a zone, and like you know you just need to like understand that and like not not feel feel a type of way about it. And the thing is, is because I'm on my grind, like I fully understand it. Obviously, yes. I like chirp him and like make him feel like crap about it. But you know, it's 
that's just part of the fun. But, and that's the thing too, is you need a partner that is like running their own race and like you're running it together. Mm. And it's not like, oh, well, you know, you're not paying attention to me or whatever. Like, listen, if anyone's going to get that and understand that grind, like it's me, like I'm literally sitting on this other side of the couch doing my own thing. Um, But we're also really, and I don't know if this, you know, this is not really a question you've asked, but like we're also really intentional like about having quality time together like we don't you a lot of our friends like even when we had instagram we were not posting pictures together (laughs) or because when we're together we're just having good conversation we're eating we're walking we're you know having fun or when we're spending time with our families we do not have our phones out like we're fully engaged with our family and friends and so when it comes to like our marriage and our personal life we're just we make sure to like disengage with work and really focus on just having fun and just hanging out. So um, that's been something I think that's really healthy. We're not constantly working. I know it sounds like we probably are, but especially on the weekends, um, we are a lot more intentional about really disconnecting, going on a coffee walk, just like literally eating our way down Young Street, basically nice. is what we do. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Like you, got, you, you, you definitely are two whole, complete people, and yeah. and then you are both, you know, committed to running down the same lane, which yeah. is super helpful. There, there's, there is that connectivity can be displayed in multiple different ways like there is the relationship that you guys have and then there's a relationship where it's like I can't be the same way that my spouse is because we would drive each other crazy so you do the uh, maybe forward-facing stuff versus I do the more not forward-facing stuff and then we still do our own things down the same path. Which, you know what, Bart, we had to discover some of those things the hard way. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, you know, he is a videographer, like a trained videographer and editor, and he's like the best at what he does. And when we needed video for paper and coin, <laughs> you know, he was the first person I would ask the favor of to volunteer yep. his skills. Um, and that was very gracious of him to do that. But as we were kind of working together, we realized like, wow, this is not working. Like yeah. we can't work on projects together. Yeah, not, <laughs> not every couple just, can be that couple. No, not, and I, you know what? I wish we could. And I'm glad that we've done, a, we've tried to do some things together and realize like, okay, you know what? If we want to stay married, mm. <laughs> we got to keep this part of our lives separate. And it's actually been really good because I'll just say like, hey, what are you working on? How's your YouTube channel going or so on? And he'll ask me and we can kind of be um, like a sounding board for each other and like a counsel and support, but we're not intertwined in each other's projects. So when he needs help a second hand with shooting something, of course I'm there to support, but I'm not like part of his YouTube channel. I'm not part of that or the business side of things either. So um, if you're a couple out there and you're just like trying to like do like square peg in a round hole and it's just not working, like don't fight it and just like take it for what it is. Yeah, 100%. And like move on. Do you yeah. guys, I don't know if you have seen Chris Rock's uh, comedic special on Netflix, Ta- Tambourine. And he no, kind of no. talks, he talks, he talks about his divorce and all that kind of stuff. And he mm-hmm. also talks about how, you know, relationship is like you're in a band. Sometimes it's not equal. It's not 50-50. Sometimes you're the lead singer and sometimes you play the tambourine. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's, you have to know 
who you are first. Because if you come into a relationship, um, you know, and with different ambitions, ambition styles and not as complete people there could be a lot of like butting heads where it's like well you know i like okay i'll use the example of you know uh casey neistat i know will at least you know who that is oh i famous, know too <laughs> yeah famous famous youtuber yeah uh, um traveling like crazy always here always there almost ruined his marriage because mm -hmm. it, it was too much you have to find how much can we both agree on and is it still in alignment with what we want to do? Because it's all cool and dandy to be a digital nomad and to be a content creator and to be somewhat famous. Um, but it's a whole other thing if it's all fake and for nothing, and if you've got nothing to show for it. Well, and yeah, and just to kind of add to what you said, it's about respect too. Um, I think like there were times where maybe he expected me to like help him shoot or I expected him to like help us with a project. And now I think after five years of marriage, I've learned like, I have to ask him, <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you have availability to maybe help us out here or there rather than being like, oh uh, yeah, I signed us up for this thing. So I need you to like, just do it. Cause like he'll do it, but like right. maybe begrudgingly or like <laughs> and vice versa, right? So I think that also comes down to like the respect factor. And um, also like, Actually, I remember reading in Michelle Obama's book, and I, we have the Barack Obama memoir as well, but I haven't dug into yeah, it yet. No, but me neither. I got Audible. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, yeah. I think I might have to do that. Um, you know, he had to ask his wife, "Is may I run for president? <laughs> and I think that that just speaks to, again, just having a respect for your partner or your spouse to say like, hey, this is going to be our life like, are you okay with this? Or like, are you on board for this too? And like, you have to be okay with the person saying no. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've had some tough conversations um, where, you know, it's like, we've had to ask ourselves, like, when is it time to fold for a certain project or not? Um, and yeah, and just continuing to have that conversation and being like respectful of what the other person's wishes are as well. Yeah, the more you want out of life, because I think people want a certain idea of a lifestyle, the more you need to be intentional and work for it. You know, like if you want to have a life where I live in the city and maybe I get to order more food than I than most other people do, or I yeah. I want to have a a strong personality on social media, then I think you have if you want to have like a for real life, like not just a fake one on the internet, then I think you have to be way more intentional on what do I really want to present? Who in my life is this going to affect? Am I being genuine to myself? Is this sustainable? All these things take more work than an average person who doesn't who's just like casually uses social media or casually is a content creator like I just casually do this or casually do that but mm -hmm. if you're looking like this is my side hustle I do think you got to make more of an effort of like okay this is the life I want here are the things I should probably have in order first or, or not even first make sure I have the right conversations before I start all of these types of endeavor I wanted to talk about drive before we end our conversation how do you 
you continue to keep the drive going? Because it's one thing to write one blog post, but if you're writing a blog post or content for your for for a paper and coin on a regular basis, or creating a video on a regular basis, or coming up with ideas and scripts on a regular basis, it becomes very draining. Uh, being stuck creatively, how does that work? And, and what does that mean for you guys to continue having that drive? Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's like drive and then there's like the hustle porn side of things that yeah, you get yeah. from like, like the Gary V's of the world who like you're, who are upfront and be like, listen, I work this much because I love this and this is what I do but you don't have to work that hard, but like your level of effort has to match your level of ambition, right? And in addition to whatever else is going on in your life, um, you're sort of balancing all these different things. Um, so for me, the drive is like, as long as, as long as I feel like there's a message or a story that I can tell. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking and, and, um, Try, not trying to find inspiration or, or, or like motivation, but it's just, it, it's there. I, I, I read something that sparks my interest and then I go down like a, a Google rabbit hole for hours and read every article on the subject until it's like, okay, I should, I should tell this story in a way that, that, that makes sense for me. Um, and, and, and then, yeah, that's it. That's it for me is just like, I, I just, I know that I still have something to say and, and things to say. And, and as long as I have that, then I'll have the drive, like, and trying, trying to like, with have a healthy look at like the metrics and ambition and like, um, analytics of, of yeah. the objective numbers. Um, but like, I try to keep myself in the perspective that's like, if nobody watches this, I'm still happy with what I've created today. Um, and, and yeah, obviously if nobody's watching it, then I need to maybe look at other things um, and how I can fix that or, or get the message out there or get whatever I've made out there. But um, the piece in its, in and of itself, am I happy with it? Am I proud of it? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, cool. And that, that's good enough. That's good enough for me for now, at least maybe at some point that changes and I have to rebalance and recalibrate. But um, right now that's, that's, that's good enough for me. And, and if you start looking at how other people do it and how other people have done it and start modeling your creativity, your own um, life and trying to use somebody else as a template, I think that's where you're, you're going to burn out because um, it, it's not going to match. It's not going to map to your life. It's not going to map to your voice, to whatever your ambitions are. There is no like checklist and way of doing things anymore. Mm -hmm. um, especially not with these things, these like careers that our parents obviously don't understand, you know, like if I pop off and, you know, become like a full-time YouTuber, like, how do I explain that to my mom, how I make money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's not, she doesn't understand that now. She doesn't understand why I do it for free now. Mm -hmm. So she's not gonna, you know, she might not understand how it is that that's gonna, you know, feed, feed this, this house. Right. Um, so so yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and I think that what I would say about drive, it, it's not enough to see someone doing something and want that for yourself. It's like, why do you want it? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so cliche to say like, start with why, but it's true. Like, why do you want to travel and do creative work? Is it because you see that that's how people are making money on Instagram and you feel like it would be a quick buck? 
is it because you think that that's cool or you're trying to keep up? I don't know. I think that your why has to be a deeper purpose. For me, you know, it's impacting people in a real way, not just for them to go and buy something like, oh, I use this lip gloss. So therefore you guys should, I'm going to post a picture about it and you should go buy it, you know? So that was one of the the reasons I kind of, you know, fell out of, the social media uh, game because I'm just like, I'm more interested or more driven by impact and being able to not just tell someone, Hey, you should do this, but to like live as an example. And so for me, that's, that's my why. Um, And also just being driven by legacy too. Like Mm -hmm. I want our future kids to look back and be like, Oh, like, wow, look at what my parents did. Like they loved to, you know, be creative and make videos or they started this company or whatever. Um, and like I said, that's really a lot of what I gleaned from my mom and just seeing her try different things. So I think that that's really important. It's not enough to, you know, see what's popular because suddenly everyone's a TikTok star. So everyone's <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess I need to go on TikTok. It's like, no, you're almost 40 years old. Like, what are you, wh- why are you dancing on TikTok? Like, <laughs> Please stop. do you know Please. what I mean? Like, stay in your lane, like know who you are and then like do it for the right reasons. <laughs> uh, if you're going to do it, do it for the right reasons and don't just like follow whatever the wind is blowing as the, the popular trend for the day. Yeah, and I think that that that's, probably the most interesting point is just not just like going where the trends and the whims of of the internet go because they're so fickle yeah um so it just requires a bit of like self-awareness to keep that drive and just stay true you know a lot of creators talk about like their north star and like Mm -hmm. what they're trying to like what they're using as a directional um like navigation point and as long as like you you have that and understand that for yourself and what that means for yourself, then like, yeah, TikTok can come and go. Like we've seen, you know, what was it? Periscope Fine, and all these, all these social networks just come and go Snapchat. Like, and it's just like, okay, it came and went and everyone was supposed to be on it because that was the next thing. It's just like, well, like I'm still here and they're gone. <laughs> so like, what's really, what's really real? You know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, it, you're going to burn out if you start following every trend and whim that's that's on the internet. Facts. I, I'm so thankful for both of you guys being here. Please uh, let us know where we can find you, Octavia. Let us know about the magazine and where people can find out more information about that. And then, Will, you go ahead and let people know where your YouTube channel is, your website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the opportunity, Bart. Um, you can follow uh, my company, Paper and Coin, um, across all social at Paper and Coin. Uh, yeah, hopefully that was clear <laughs> enough. Paper and Coin. Um, and then if you want to read my personal blog, it's OctaviaFaith.com. And those are the two places you can find me online. Uh, yeah, for me, um, there's really two places that I'm sort of focusing. It's my personal website where I'll occasionally write a, a blog with a B. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, will-ramirez.com. And then you can follow my vlog with a V <laughs> on my YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash Ramirez. 
Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. And to the listeners, thanks for making it this far. This is the season finale of season Ooh. two of the More Life podcast. So, cool. like a, you know what I'm so see what Next. happens in 2021. Next season, we find out who killed, <laughs> <laughs> who the murderer was. <laughs> this, is, this has been the More Life podcast. Peace out. <laughs>